Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Father God, in this atmosphere, we ask that your Holy Spirit have his way amongst us. Lord, have your way. Bless your people tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. Oh, you still remember that. <laughs> good evening, Pastor. It's always good to see our Pastor. And hello, Carmen. Welcome. Well, here we are once again, and it's quite fiery in the spirit, I must tell you. <laughs> it's, it's actually very hard to preach at night, because you have to wait the whole day. <laughs> have to wait the whole weekend. So now you know what Pastor Harold went through for 40 years. It's, it's quite amazing. I don't know. don't know how Pastor did it, but the grace of God works. <laughs> Tonight to share on the area of discernment. Discernment. You know, in ministry, we get to work in a team. And in this team environment, you know, you pick up things. There's an anointing in this place, a heavy anointing. And you see literally the Holy Spirit work week by week. What is normal for us during our office hours, I have realized that many people are not experiencing the depths of where God wants to take you and I and where we can go to. Pastor Harold bought us pastors some books specifically on the equipping of certain areas. And the problem is, if you into, into it, then you will see that there comes a desire and a hunger for more. And when that desire starts to take over your life, then you become a very focused person. And I realize that it is not just for us as pastors. It is for the whole body of Christ in this hour to start moving and operating in all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Can it be done? I must tell you, God is about to do a new thing because I have asked the Lord for myself. It's as if I need to go to Bible school once again. If I need to get back to the basics of the Word of God, as if all of us need to press that reset button. Because once you press it, then suddenly you find yourself moving in a direction where you are consumed. Your mind gets quite busy. You get focused, you get intense. Are you focused? How intense are you? Because once the Holy Spirit takes over your time, then suddenly you find yourself in this book. And we see that God is busy pressing upon people. God is busy pressing upon people to rethink their spirituality and rethink what they've done for God and rethink and re-strategize and re-plan and re-energize and refocus. 
There has to be a refocus in a person's life so that the will of God could take over. Once it happens, it is exciting, must tell you. Then you get young in the spirit. You realize there's much more than you've ever experienced. I do not believe we've seen our best days yet. I really believe it. I really believe it. That there's such a move. God is busy setting up things. And people, you must get ready. Church online, please get yourselves ready for what God wants to do. He does it in communion. He does it in gatherings. He does it when his people are together. The thing that we are not together, that's, that's got to stop. In the Old Testament, God called a gathering. Once he sent Moses into that desert, he called a gathering. That gathering has never stopped. It went from Jerusalem to all over the earth, and those gatherings have never stopped. It's intensifying, these gatherings of the righteous. So I better get to the word of God. I want to read to you. Calm down, people. Just calm down. I want to read to you the definition of discernment. Listen to this. Discernment, because there's two definitions. I'm going to catch you out a little bit tonight. There's discernment for the normal person. And then there's the Holy Spirit. Let's read. Let me read to you. Discernment is the love for the truth and the love for righteousness in action. It is one of the manifestations of love in your spiritual life. It is a spiritual enablement providing, provided for you as a safeguard to help you recognize the truth as you walk in it. So all of us, I really believe that all of us, we are discerning ourselves and everything around us. We are people of discernment. Discernment, you know, and to be on fire for God I was thinking heavily, actually yesterday, upon how many of you know what the word GDP means? GDP, gross domestic product. All right, I'm not going into that. Okay. Pastor Harold employed a very capable young man who could explain that. Defense and... But let me quickly take you. In any, there should be a GDP of, yeah, let me do this. Okay, thank you. Amen. GDP. Listen to this. Any nation should have a expenditure on armament. And that expenditure on armament is extremely important to any nation. Our nation, and they recommend that world, worldwide, you should spend about 2% of your, your, your GDP. 2% of that should go to arm a nation for battle. Why is it necessary that that should happen? Because we men are evil. All right, I'm going in a point. We are evil, 
and nations should protect themselves. Here's the thing. I just want to give you a little statistic, if you don't know this. China is spending 1.7% on their armament. Israel, hear this, 5.6%. Compared to Russia, 4.3%. The USA, 3.7%. And the Arab world is spending 8% on arming themselves for what is on the way. So we're not going in that direction. But I just want to tell you, a wise nation spends to arm itself. Let's take it spiritual. A wise Christian arms himself for his future. What is your GDP currently? What is God's defensive plan with you regarding your future and the things that God wants to do through your life? What have you spent? What do, would you be willing to spend to get yourself to be a discerned kind of person? God is, God is talking to people. I see it. There's a lot of movement in the spirit currently happening because God wants his people armed. He wants the end time warriors armed for the day of battle. And the day of battle is not tomorrow. It is right now. Praise God. Okay, imagine President Ramaphosa goes to Egypt. Egypt is the country that spends the most, most on its armament. Don't know why, but there's a, probably a plan and a purpose for that. Imagine President Ramaphosa and I've got it somewhere. Who knows the president's name of Egypt? Right, everybody knows the Sisi part. <laughs> Let me give you his full name. Abdul Fattah Sahid Hussein Khalil El-Sisi. <laughs> Imagine they have a disagreement. And suddenly, Abdul Fattah Sahid Hussein Khalil El-Sisi comes and says, I'm making war against South Africa. Egypt has got 1.3 million soldiers. Do you know that? South Africa currently, we have 40,000. <laughs> what chance do we stand? Zero. Now, here's the thing. A Christian armed by the Holy Spirit can take on a billion. An equipped Christian full of the Holy Spirit is dangerous. We need to be a dangerous people. So let's go to the scripture. Let's get you ready and dangerous tonight. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12 from verse, let's take it from verse, let's say 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. There's a lot of ignorance. There's a lot of ignorance. But the Bible school addresses ignorance. Amen. Do you know that? Okay. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 
There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Now it gets interesting. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. This is the thing of a Spirit-led life. A Spirit-led life profits all. A, a person that is not Spirit-led, a person that is not equipped by the Holy Spirit and by His gifts, basically, drag yourself to the end of the line. But a person under the full control of the Holy Spirit is a person that becomes so enjoyable, actually, because they are so effective, because everybody profits by them. How we have profit by the ministry of Pastor Harold, by the ministry of our cell leaders, those who are spiritual, by the people that, that truly are led by the Holy Spirit. You just see as they move along, this is the prophet. You've got to have fruit in your life. And it cannot be, you cannot have fruit if you are not under the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. And if there's no fruit in a person's life, the best place to start, the best place to start is on your knees. That's the best place. To say, God, I really mean business with you. When last have you meant business with God? Say, you know what, Lord, let's, let's not play games anymore. Let's not, let's not play games. I'm going to be honest with you. I might be backslidden. The gifts of the Holy Spirit is not working through me. I'm honest with you, Lord. I want to be used by you. When you are with God and you fall on your knees, then God turns you into another man. And these kind of things start happening with you. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another the working of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another discerning of spirits, and to another different kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. Now these things are so important in the body of Christ. There comes a renewal and a refreshing to every single person to be used by God. And it's going to be used this way, the Holy Spirit way, the only way we know. It's by the Spirit of God. And, you know, I think in how, how the Holy Spirit automatically works through in a person's life that you do not even know anymore. You're not aware, but you work, these things work through you. Have you ever experienced the discerning of spirits? You see, it's, it's different from a person that's, that's got discernment. Knowledge brings discernment. Study brings discernment. You know, to be experiential, that brings normal discernment. It, it's like a doctor. You know, a doctor builds up skill where the doctor has got confidence in what the person does. It's just where a person, you, you, you're ready to tackle anything. But that is normal discernment in a person's life. And then you get Holy Spirit discernment. Discernment by the Holy Spirit is the discerning of spirits. It means that the real motive behind a thing 
God starts showing you that so that you might become effective because they are human spirits. And the, the thing about the discernment of spirits, many of us actually operate in it. But the discernment of spirits is, could be angelic. You become aware of demonic. You become aware of motives. And the challenge is not to the person standing in front of you. It is that God reveals what's going on behind you. That's a very powerful place. And then you get the highest level, and Pastor Harold experienced that probably. You know, the other day we sat with Pastor Harold and we had lunch, and Pastor Harold mentioned things to us that he's never mentioned in church anywhere, anytime. And then I realized that probably we need to have a night with Pastor that he can tell us all. <laughs> But he would not, because he always says, that is not to be made known. When it gets to that kind of level, where God shows you strategies and plans. See, in a church like us, where we have spiritual warfare in place, the gifts of the Holy Spirit operates quite effectively. But I wonder how effectively it works in a person's personal life. There where you are at work. There where you are just in your workplace. You know that when I literally, when I started, I started experiencing coming into ministry, just an ordinary kind of Christian who comes in, who came into ministry. And Pastor Harold, you know, starts training us and they built Clearwater Mall. And the day they built it, they opened it with a big bang. And a couple of months later, suddenly, here's the, the, the hojas, as we call it. But I wasn't aware of that. I didn't know that the book Dianetics, that it is quite a serious thing behind that. And they were selling it there. But as I walked into that place, suddenly there came an impression on me that the Lord doesn't want this. Why is everybody Christians just walking there and they go and put their hands on those things and they got a demon through the whole process? But the fear of God hit me. If you've done that, please repent of that. And here's the thing. Where I realized that it's quite serious. This, this, we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the person that came friendly to me, I addressed him and said, what's going on here? I said, this is not right. And suddenly here manifests a demon. The most aggressive action I've ever experienced in my life. The demon that manifested there in that man wanted to rip me apart, literally on the spot. And I realized that it's game on. In my life, it's game on. And it's not to brag, believe me. Actually, when the gifts of the Holy Spirit starts working, you understand what grace is because you need a lot of grace in your life for God to truly use you. It's only by His grace. And when His grace properly, properly works in you, then you become effective. It's only then. So it's not my plan. It is God's plan for me. So God wants to reignite you into your workplace, into your ministry. Here it says, you know, in, in verse 5, there are differences of ministries. Ministries. 
How many of you have a ministry? Church, how many of you do actually have a ministry? Okay. It's good that nobody puts up their hand because we are in one ministry here at Little Falls Christian Center. But I want to tonight prove to you that you have a personal ministry. Ephesians 4.11 says the following, because it talks there about ministries. It says here, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. You have, you have, you have a personal ministry in the world. You've got to activate it. Once you activate it, once you go on your knees and you spend a couple of hours on your knees praying, if you want the gifts of God, go on your knees. Ask God, Lord, I want it. You've got to. Paul says you have to desire it. Once you start desiring it, then comes the Word of God. Because there's no gifts without the Word of God. People who want to be used, it's got to have the Word of God inside of them. If they don't, mistake. You see, the, one of the first sins that actually happened was Adam and Eve did not discern the Spirit standing in front of them. All of us need to start discerning in the Spirit but a person that do not take extra time to pray, a person that is not equipped, cannot be used. Such people become dangerous. There are many dangerous Christians currently now. And I want to mention some stuff, but we cannot and we will not talk against other churches. But when anything that happens to you is not measured against, against the Word of God, Reject it immediately. Reject it. <laughs> Praise God. The Word of God. So here, Ephesians 4, 4, 4.14 says, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head. Grow up in all things. Growing up in all things is not just coming to church on a Sunday. Here I am. I've arrived. To grow up in all things, it's all areas of your life you need to address. God is talking. God is showing tonight that people have ministries in them. And it's time to put the hand back on the plow. Because that's where it belongs. That's the place of effectivity. See a lot of new cell leaders in this place. I see a lot of that. I don't know what you see, but that's what we see. We see a lot of things. But you start at the bottom. That's the place. People want to start at the top. It doesn't work that way. It's, that's, it doesn't work anywhere that way. You start at the bottom. That's the place of testing where God tests people. The real test. Do you know how many people have come through our church, that the potential, if they only used their potential and they planted themselves, if they only did that and said, Lord, I'm going to be the best cell leader the kingdom of God has ever seen. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? In your area, you just start praying. Just hit it in the spirit. 
day by day by day by day. You hit it, you hit it. And then suddenly the inspiration comes. And God starts showing you things of your area, your household, your life. Starts exposing you. Starts taking things out that doesn't belong there. And then he starts equipping. Because inside every person there's a gift. It's absolute nonsense that people are not gifted. It's not that my gift is better than your gift. It's that does your gift bring honor to God? Does it honor what God wants to do through your life? Once these gifting starts working, it's the most lovely thing to see a, a Christian grow and see them developing and see them how their marriage is strong how their children are stable, how they walk the straight and narrow road. God is inviting people to come and apply themselves. Listen to this definition of discernment. Discernment is the ability to examine the situation, apply a good dose of experience, stand back and get a perspective on the recipe, and take the appropriate action at the appointed time. It's what most people would call good judgment. Good judgment about your life, not about others. It's easy to judge the person next to you. It's easy to show the faults of others. That's the easiest thing. That is the problem with people that are heavily used in discernment. You know, we always have to check because we just start off by, what's your motive? You know, I'll sort you out. What's the problem here? That's the problem with people heavily used with discernment. They, but it's about love. That's what it's about. It's about God wanting to save people, heal, deliver, set free. In Titus it says, But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior toward man appeared, not by the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he has saved us, through the washing of regeneration by the renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. What Titus basically is saying here, that all of us need a revival. Every single person need a revival. There are seasons in a person's life. When you are down, you don't feel like praying. You don't feel that. That's the place where you say, Lord, this is not right. I need a revival. I've seen so many times where God answers prayers. We are busy praying. I believe every single prayer on those prayer cards will be answered. But the problem with answered prayers is that people take a step backward and say, thank you. And the devil say, thank you as well. That's the place where you step forward. One more forward. It's not about me anymore, but it's about those around me. Amen. Do you believe that? Church, I have so many things to say here. But the gift, God is busy restoring his gifts in people's lives. And it's only by these gifts of the Holy Spirit working that we change the world. And it brings honor and glory to our Savior. So, these diversities and activities and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit the main focus in your life to hear his voice? 
Is that your main focus? Because if that is, then you'll be a word person. God only empowers his word. The Holy Spirit only empowers those who takes this book serious. And when that empowerment happens, then your life will change. Your life becomes sensible, normal, and we all need that. Amen. Kenneth Hagin said, listen to this. He said, the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to destroy fault-finding in the church. The purpose and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to spread the love of Jesus Christ. That's the main focus. This man knew what he was talking about. So praise God. So the, to understand discernment, discernment, there's no such thing as a gift of discernment. It's the gift of discernment of spirits. But we all should be discerning people. You should study the word to be able to help people. You should be able to quote scriptures. You should be able to know what this book is all about. The thoughts that God wants to, to give out there in the world. So praise the Lord. But you know, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, it's ticking away at our time. TikTok, out of here. You know, every time you watch a tick, there's another gray hair coming through. Another hour wasted. Another day wasted. Another month wasted. Another year wasted. And then I'd say, Lord, use me. But then I'm, let me not go there. Church. Now the works of the flesh. You see, many times there's a manifestation of demons. I have seen that. But the greatest problem, the greatest problem in the body of Christ is not that demons binds people or bind people. It's the fact that there's a lot of works of the flesh. And when there's the works of the flesh, the devil says, yes, please. And this is Galatians 5.19. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. I mean, I don't have enough breath of all of this. Envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. God wants a powerful church. God wants to use his people now. It's time to sign up. It's time to discern the times. It's time to discern your life. It's time to discern yourself. It's time to say, what motivates me? What activates me? What's the thing that's keeping me away from my calling, from what God wants to do in my life? And then you deal with that. And when you deal with that, Power, power, power. The power of God starts manifesting. Young people, listen to your parents. Very important. Taking it right to there. Please bow your heads. If you have come into this place tonight and you know you are not right with God. You know that 
that there are things holding you back. You know that if you were to die tonight, that you'd end up in a pool of fire. You know that your, your life is not right, and God is busy knocking at your heart, and he's saying to you, I want to help you. I want to save you. I want life to make sense to you. I want to use you. If you are that person that tonight you say, I know I'm not right with God, please raise your hands. Please raise your hands. Please raise it. Please raise it. Yes, I see those hands. God is busy talking to people. If you are that person that you once, you were on fire for God, but now you've taken a step back. The Lord is saying to you that He wants to help you. He wants to save you. If it's you tonight, please raise your hands. Please raise. If you're not right with God, please raise your hands. Please raise it. Yes. Please raise it. That's right. Raise it. Do not be afraid. The devil is busy talking to people here. He wants to steal your life from you. You are not destined to where you, where you are on your way. You are destined to have a fruitful life. Those people who have raised their hands, just raise them once again for me. just want to see where you are at. Please stand up. Please stand up. Please just stand. Just stand. just want to pray for you. Just stand up. Don't be shy. Just stand. There's a lot of people here. Just stand. Just stand. Don't hold back. God is doing a new thing in people's lives. If you know you're not right with God, please stand. Please stand. The devil is taking time from you. He's trying to tell you to, to keep in your seat. Please come to the front. Please come to the front. Praise God. Excellent. All right. You're in the front here. You can see the Holy Spirit is working here. Please raise your hands and pray after me. Say, Father God, tonight I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Father God, please forgive me of all of my sins. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, you are now my Lord, and I will serve you. Please write my name in the book of life. Restore me, heal me, deliver me in Jesus' name. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.